guys? Welcome back to another weekly episode of The Tattoo Show. It is a weekly podcast on all of the streaming platforms and on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching us on YouTube, you will know that by now. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and I'm also joined, as always, with the man, the myth, the white-haired legend, Mr. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not saying I'm an African white space Christ. That's that's for other people to say if they think I'm they think I'm like Jesus. This week, the part of Paul will be played by me, Paul. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, mate? You're right. Yeah, man. I've just been flat out. Like I've been um, doing all right. I I've been prepping because we obviously by the time we're recording this, we, obviously you're watching it. We've already been at the convention. But this is the run-up to the convention that we're going at. And if you notice, yeah. my T-shirt this week is for the Isle of Wight Tattoo Convention, which will be one of the ones we're going to be attending later on in the year. We will. But I was in the shop on Monday. I thought, right, I'm going to get all my shit together. Um, need to like, trade in some stuff, get some new lenses to get some nice, nice, super awesome footage of the convention. Toys. Uh, so I went to Cardiff. New toys. Yeah, new toys. Now, do you know what it is? It's like I've got so much stuff that I've bought and I'm like, I really need to condense it down and just get rid of stuff I'm not using. So I, I did that. No, but, do you know what it is? You've got gas. What's that? Gear acquisition syndrome. But no, gas. but that's why I'm, I'm offloading. Gear acquisition what syndrome. What I will say though is like, I'm now, I've, I feel like I've leveled up from lenses. Like you, if, if you're a photographer or something, you'll know about this. Uh, I've now gone from being like standard F4s. I, I, I'm, I'm in the G master range now. Like 2.8 aperture so yeah it's gonna be good. meanwhile everybody's everybody watching this is asleep because they don't I care know, if you know. do care comment down below and he'll carry on talking about it but yeah. i don't think you do we talk about maybe this all do, the time maybe, maybe you do maybe you don't comment down below if you give a damn about the technical side of what it is that we're doing but it's my opinion that you're not your tattooist not camera people, not. filmmakers you don't give a shit no although i've got to say somebody did actually comment on the audio from last week's video, uh, a chap called Xander, Xander Lurks is his username, and went, Paul, there's a lot of hiss on your um, on your thing. So we ended up having a, like a real kind of pro-audio conversation about noise floors and noise yeah. gates and compression and digital recorders. And I was like, that's probably the only other person on this channel that gives a damn about pro-audio, you know. And so it's... Upshot is, if you was wondering what the hissing, uh, if you noticed it last week, I was trying a field recorder. It was shit. So it's gone back to the oh, manufacturer, mate. Tascam, and it's crap. And so I'm going to get a proper one. But what I was going to say was like, while I was down there, innit, I ended up getting roped into a fucking podcast. Yeah, I've got a feeling that uh, those are the kind of things that will start happening to us more yeah. often. It's like, well, while you're here, do you want to just do this podcast thing with us? I imagine yeah. that's something that's going to happen. If you want us to be on your podcast, give us a shout. Yeah, we'll come and be on your podcast. Either as a double act, uh, which is probably a bad idea because we'll just end up taking over your podcast yeah. or maybe we'll come on as individuals and chat with yeah, whatever it is that. you want to talk about. If you've got a camera podcast, speak to Chris. You know, if you've got a guitar podcast... Speak to Paul. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, <laughs> funny because like we were in like the headquarters of Camera Centre UK, like their main warehouse with all the distribution and stuff. Up in, and it's like upstairs in one of their kind of like uh, meeting rooms. And like we were just like sitting and we were like, fucking hell, are they closing? And we'd be like, oh, better wrap this up quickly. As we're going downstairs, one of the guys is just like, oh, fuck, I forgot you were here. We're going to lock you See, in. I think that'd be great. Can you imagine being locked? I'd love to be like locked in a, a couple of places overnight, you know, and just do that. You know, you've seen like people do it on YouTube. They do like trying to camp overnight in Ikea without yeah, being yeah. found and things like that, you know. 
I just think you could have a lot of fun. Imagine like being stuck overnight uh, in the warehouse at Barber DTS. The gear we the gear we could fucking play with overnight. You know, I just think it'd be really good. We fun. did the tattoo on each other. Uh, I just we? think it'd be it'd make a good video at least. It'd just be funny. Barber, if you're watching this, but anyway, we've got a good show coming up for you. We're just uh, we we just talking nonsense at the moment we've got a good show coming up for you this week it's still pretty quiet on the news front really and then we've got a conversation coming up about continual professional or personal development or cpd for sure which chris made a video about a little while ago Uh, but a couple of things have come up over the last week or so that have made me think about it and i thought it was worth having a conversation because i think it'll be interesting to you guys learning to tattoo and and for those of you like us who've been in the game for you know over a decade each you know what i mean senior artists as um, they say (laughs) <laughs> Stick around. It's uh, it's all coming. It's all coming up in the in the next thirty minutes or more, probably. Or less, who knows? And so with that, I guess it's time for the news. <laughs> What's in the news, mate? All right. So first up in the news, I have got a self correction to make. Um, and and this probably falls under. You got you got something wrong. I did, I, and this probably falls under CPD. I mistakenly referred to HIV and hepatitis C in that discussion that we had as an autoimmune disease, and it is actually wrong. I think I, like sometimes I do that. I'll just say the wrong word when I. In my, do you get that? Like in your mind, you know what you're on about, and you just, like yeah. I done it the other day. I was making a video about like the uh, road uh, DJI mics, and I say road every single time. But so just to correct myself. Uh, HIV is not an uh, autoimmune disease. It's an immunodeficiency virus. And uh, there we go. There you go. Correction. Correction. That's a bit of news. Is there anything else in the news? Yeah, also, like, um, I don't know if you have this in England uh, or if you have this in other places in the world, but, like, we get a kind of like a, a monthly newsletter from the Welsh government. Yeah, well, let's be honest. If you're just emailing all the people in Wales, there's only fucking like 12 people living in Wales anyway. You can just, you could phone round. Yeah, probably. There's, there's 12 <laughs> people that read it. But I think we've touched on this in a conversation before about like tattooing people with broken skin and so on and psoriasis and eczema. We've basically got a bit of confirmation from the Welsh government saying that tattooing and piercing for clients with eczema and psoriasis. I fucking said it wrong. Psoriasis. Tattooing and piercing for clients with eczema and psoriasis. So it says tattooing and piercing should only be performed on intact skin, which is not affected by eczema or psoriasis. With eczema in particular, clients often carry more bacteria on the skin and tattooing an involved area would increase the chance of introducing bacteria or viruses into the skin. Skin affected by psoriasis would carry a small increased risk of infection. It also says that clients with skin problems such as psoriasis also have a chance of I'm going to fucking butcher this word, but it says co- cobanization. Hope I got it right. Uh, if I've got it wrong, tell me down below. Uh, this means that if a client has psoriasis anywhere, there is a chance that psoriasis will occur in the tattoo because of the physical trauma to the skin. Now, that's something I discovered recently where one of my clients, he had psoriasis but he hadn't had a flare for years so he failed to mention it to me that he had psoriasis in the past so when we done a tattoo it caused a flare-up of psoriasis right right so skin trauma if you have psoriasis you have to be very careful even if you haven't had a flare-up getting a tattoo can cause a flare-up of psoriasis good to know 
good to know, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I always, um, as a matter of course, I uh, avoid areas. You know, I've had clients with, I've had a bit of a breakout, and I'm like, we can't really put the tattoo there. You know, and there's there's been a couple of times when I've gone, look, I'll do the top half of the tattoo, and then we'll we'll stitch the stencil back in, and we'll do it when it's not flared up and stuff. Yeah, and I've always done that as best practice, but I've never known. Like that, there can be more bacteria on the skin, and you can cause flare-ups. And so it's it's good to know that moving forward. You know what I mean? Basically, so it's a, it's the same thing as like you know if you've got somebody that comes into the to get a tattoo and they've got a cut, yeah, they've got broken skin. So like say for example, if a client shaves their own skin, yeah, and then causes themselves to have a cut, you should turn them away. Yes, because they can cause. And, and I I get the idea behind it. It's like. It's that thing of like, if somebody's already got a cut on their skin, there is that chance that they've already introduced bacteria to the to the wound, and which means when you yeah. do the tattoo, there's an increased chance of infection. Spread it. Problem that you've got is if you do tattoo somebody that has already got a cut, and then the tattoo gets infected, you get the blame for them having an infection in their tattoo, not yeah. the common sense that they've already got a cut, which could have already yeah. started an infection in the first place. So, yeah. It's interesting. Ultimately, it's always going to be your fault. Yeah. So, so look after yourself and keep yourself protected. It's always it's always worth knowing, isn't it? Yes. Um, is there any other news? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I haven't been able to dig into the uh, the um, the music world news recently for the same reason as I haven't really been able to dig into your comments. To be honest with you, I am in the process of moving out of this building into another building. That he's actually building. <laughs> that I'm actually building. This will come up later, Alex. Don't worry, it's not a DIY episode. Um, but the other thing is that because, you know, live music is now back on the menu, um, over the last, uh, I think over the last four weeks, I've seen five bands. <laughs> you know, so, because um, it's something that I love to go and do. So I, I, I saw the Chameleons the other week and, um, you know, obviously I saw Kiss a little while ago. Yeah, I, you know, I saw Iron Maiden last week and I saw the Hollywood Vampires last night, you know. So we're kind of, we're really filling our boots at the moment. Is it Steve Carell and Johnny Depp? No. <laughs> Which one do you think is Steve Carell? <laughs> Fucking Alice Cooper. Look at Alice Cooper. Oh, cut. Uh, mate, listen, you got, Alice Cooper, no, Alice Cooper is... Yeah, no, uh, no, uh, Alice Cooper does not look like Steve Carell. This isn't a bad thing, right? Alice Cooper's amazing. Yeah, but this isn't a bad thing. Like, if any, if if they turned around to me and said, like, I'm an Hollywood producer, and it's like, we want to make, like, a biography film about Alice Cooper. Who's your first choice? I'm like, fucking Steve Carell. Go and have a look at Steve Carell and look at fucking Alice Cooper. They look like they they, they could be brothers, like... <laughs> Uh, well, all I all I can say is they were uh, they were really great. Not at all what I expected. Uh, this was a gig ticket that Karen bought. Big big fan of Johnny Depp. She is, you know, like a, I think a lot of women are. What, one of the things I did think that they'd missed they'd missed uh, a trick on. Do you have a jar of cocaine? I didn't know this until the other week. You know, now they sell beer in two point <gasps> mega pints. Why weren't they selling when I went there? Why hadn't they rebranded all of all of it into mega pints of red wine? An entire bottle of red wine in a two pint glass fucking yeah the mega points what well, i mean you're missing a trick here oh I, I, I everybody could have had a mega point i see the wicked <laughs> fucking you know the, you know people make the funny reels out of the whole johnny depp and amber Heard case yeah i seen one the other day it's like you know it's the bit where she's like my dog stood on a bee yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it cuts to like my name is ali g <laughs> i like the punani <laughs> Oh, it's just childish it, as fuck. It, like, okay. yeah, but they were great, you know. They were really good. Uh, 
probably my favourite bit of the show was, uh, and it's quite funny, you know, like they get to the end of the show, they do the bow, and then a lot of people leave, right? They start leaving to get to the car park so they yeah, can get yeah. away early, right? And I'm one, I've always been one of them people that if I'm watching a movie, I'll oh, stay to the end of the credits. Yeah, yeah. Because I, just in case there's something at the at the end of the movie, because they quite often like, especially with like Marvel films and like loads of movies, they'll put like a little teaser for the next movie, yeah. in, right? Um, so I'm one of them people that doesn't leave until the death, right? And as everybody's walking out, bugger me, if Tony Iommi doesn't come on back on with them as a surprise guest and did Paranoid. <laughs> and so... There's all these people walked out. Now they're all having to run back in and try and get to their seats again. And we're going, yeah, you know, noob, noob, noob. like don't leave until that. And I won't leave until they put the house lights on. Yeah. Once the house lights are up, that's it. Show's over. I don't leave until the house lights come up. I'm like, that's it then. You know. So we. Um. So it was, and that was that was amazing. You know, Tony Iommi playing with the Hollywood vampires. It was it was great. Um. You know, I, I, quite honestly, I, I wouldn't imagine Johnny Depp's ever going to be the greatest guitarist in the world or the greatest singer, but he did an adequate job of both of them. You know what yeah. I mean? So they, they, they're I just mean, doing it for fun. Joe Perry was fucking incredible. You know, they were just a, they were really good, solid band, um, and that was great. And Iron Maiden the week before, they were Iron Maiden. If you like them, for all the things that you like them for, they're brilliant. Um, if you're looking for anything else, you're looking in the wrong direction because Maiden are Maiden, and that's what they do. Yeah. Um, and they were, but they were, I mean, Maiden were fantastic, but um, Hollywood vampires were fucking louder, man. My ears are still ringing this morning. Nice. Like, oh, man, those guys were fucking loud. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what does CPD actually mean, Chris? Let me get my notes. Uh, basically, continual professional development means, well, it basically is, this is something that can be broadly defined as any type of learning you undertake, which increases your knowledge, understanding and experience of a subject area or role. That, in a nutshell, that's what it is. So it could be anything from, like I said in my video, it could be anything from if you are a tattoo artist and you want to improve your black and grey tattoos, you can do black and grey seminars. If you want to increase your knowledge on infection control and on wound care, you can do online courses on that. And I think in the UK, I'm not sure how it works in other places, they have like, um, you have like CPD accreditation points or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and you have to do them each year, but like you, so you, you kind of like build up how many hours that you've done doing a certain thing. So and it could be in anything. Like if you want to improve your, just improve your drawing to like life drawing classes. Yep. Like for me, I want to improve my um, understanding, my knowledge of videography to improve the channel yep. and make our content better. That's why well, I see, went down what, to Camera Center. That's what I was going to say is not only could you look at it from, you know, improving your tattoo in itself and your art, um, I would also say that you could um, you could take photography courses yeah. or watch a bunch of photography videos on YouTube. I mean, that's basically what I've done. I haven't been on a photography course, and I've got and you know I've just been filming since about 2016. And um, over the years, I've got to the point now where I understand my camera and how it works well enough to take professional photos. Yeah, you know, in a you know somewhat like a wedding setting, which I did for uh, for my mate Shell and and Toby. Because uh, he was there as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he got to be there. Well, yeah, to be but in. you could also look at, maybe you don't understand the algorithm and the way all this social media stuff works. Well, you could actually, you know, go and look for 
you know, marketing seminars and, you know, t people talking about that stuff on, on YouTube yeah. or, you know, go and ask questions, come to the Isle of Wight Festival and watch my uh, seminar potentially on marketing yourself as a tattooist or your tattoo shop, you know. Do, I know like another that, thing you know? as well, it's like, this is why I'm working with Camera Centre UK and, and some of the other guys down there and why I went to that show is because, like, there's definitely aspects or there's, there's companies that can help us educate artists that are looking to improve the, like photos so it's like yep. which which lens is the best lens to take a picture of a tattoo i spoke to sigma 35 mil well we'll see because i spoke to sigma <laughs> 35 mil sigma are going to give me all of their lenses or load of their lenses to try out sigma lenses are nice as well i've got a couple of sigma lenses they're bloody good you know, I ain't got to give mine back. I paid for them. But it's like, no, they, they're literally just on loan for the video. But it's it's, yeah. it's it's that thing of going like, okay, you can say 35 mil is the best lens, but why? But whereas what we can do is yeah. we can make a video showing, we'll get a tattoo, take a picture of the tattoo with all the different focal lenses. Because lens. 35 mil is the closest to what your eyes see. And that's why it's the most natural. Some people argue that it's 50 mil. Personally, I feel like 35 mil is the lens for... For uh, for shooting tattoo uh, portraits because it's it's the f it's right on the edge of what you would consider to be a wide angle lens. Basically, it, like, it's still considered wide angle. At you don't 35, want it to be distorting the you tattoo, do you? Too much. No, any any lower than thirty five, you're going to be distorting the tattoo. Any any further up, you can shoot with a, a 70 yeah. or an 85 or a 100, but you're going to be a fucking long way from the tattoo. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> but then it's like... You'll be like, I'm just going to take the photo now. <laughs> so there's, uh, there's, there's another thing that I, I I learned as well after speaking to one of the filter companies. Like, like they were talking to me about, like, you know, if you look at a lot of people's... Uh, ND filters, that they, sorry, not CPL filters that they use. CPLs, yeah. They were explaining that certain CPL filters, the cheaper ones, they don't um, stop all the, 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 the waves of light. And, no. and that's where tattoos can look oversat no, too saturated. So Some of the cheaper ones shift the colours as well. They, look at, yeah, they make all that. your photos look a little bit green or, you know, yeah. a little bit like that because they, they don't, like they say, not black blocking all the wavelengths of light so you just get like a weird green colour cast on stuff I've had a lens like that that went straight in the bin yeah. or you know a CPL lens you know, not an actual lens but yeah there's there's loads of stuff like that you can I mean obviously we've picked it up for filming right but um, you know for the purpose of that but it's the halo effect of that is that it's benefited certainly benefited me in my photography yeah. um, to the point where I'm just as quick and just as comfortable shooting photos with my camera now than my iPhone. My It used to be that it was just convenient to use my iPhone, but actually it's, it's for the speed of everything now, it's just as convenient to use, <laughs> use my camera and I get a better result with it. Um, and so that's, that would be something you could look into. Marketing is something you could look into. You could step outside like we have, you know, and you could look into filmmaking and yeah. maybe add another arm to, to what you do as an artist, you know. Um, I think all of the, anything that builds your creative skills. The other thing, I tell you the other thing that I like, because, you know, obviously I, well, I, you do, know, I do a bit right. of music and, and playing, right, just for fun, really. Yeah. Um, but anything creative that allows me to still do creative things but use a different part of my brain, right, yeah. I feel like when I go back to making artwork for tattoos, I just feel like I've had a little bit of a holiday from it. Like my, I've had like a creative holiday, yeah. you know, just sitting playing the guitar and, 
you know, it can be anything from just playing like weird ambient guitar parts to just fucking shredding to some heavy metal backing track or something just because I feel like it, you know, just getting mental. Yeah. But you just come back to it going, I just feel a bit better now. Just like, you know, because... It's a, it's a, what's the phrase? You can have too much of a good thing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's well, nice you know to, to go off and do something else creative. And, and you come back to it with another look. You know what I mean? You Like, a, just another idea. In, in, to see that, like, I, I, I messaged you about it the other day. It's like, I've been doing a bit of, like, you know, professional development, let's say, because, like, I've had a few clients that have come in and want the graphic tattoos. Uh, you know, and to yeah. them, they just like, oh, I just want to, you know, I want a tattoo. Like, I've done one, Che Guevara, black and red, you know, your standard it's nice. trash it's really good style. Yeah. But I I don't want to just be one of these people that just goes, oh, fucking remember. So I've yeah. literally been spending ages, right, like, learning just trying out different things, like making my own textures. Like my dad, right? So check this out. My dad has been having work, been doing work on his house, right? And he's been uh, restoring the front so it looks like a cottage again. And he sent me a picture the other day. It was where the previous owners put the new door in. They took the old block work out, the old stone work out on the top. And yeah. instead of filling the entire cavity, because the walls are like fucking this thick, like, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, they yeah. just put a lintel in and put two breeze blocks up. So the front of the house could have fallen at any time. <laughs> so like, okay, I've no. designed, I'll send it to you later. Like I, I was playing about with the design. I was like, oh, what can I use? I opened my phone and I've used the photos, right? Of the fucking cavity that my dad sent. And I've, yeah, made, yeah. I've made them into like, you know, little kind of like textures well, see, and shit. Because I travel, I've got my phone with me. At, like when, whenever I'm traveling, I've always got my phone with me and it's because it's a really convenient basic camera, right? I mean, they're not even that basic these days, but it's a, it's always been really convenient right from, you know, the early days of the iPhone, right? Um, so I'm that guy. There'll be all these people. Like we just had this in Rome because I, I was doing, I was, you know, making a texture pack for Rome. I'll send it if you want, yeah, it, actually, because um, you might find it useful. But... What I do is, there's all these people looking at the Colosseum, and I'm taking photographs of like the bolts on a on a, a bit of grating on the floor, and there's all these people looking at one of the eight wonders yeah, of the world yeah, yeah. or something, and I'm just going, yeah, there's a nice sign here. Yeah, I like that sticker. I take photos of graffiti everywhere. I mean, a lot of my a lot of the textures in my tattoos are literally just photos that I've taken with my phone. And I think I've told you before, one of the scratch textures that I use that I put through a, a bunch of my tattoos is actually my old cutting desk. We used to have like a chrome top. It was like a, you know, stainless topped desk. And, you know, when we were making flat artwork to give to clients back in the day when I was a, a, a graphic designer for a publishing company, we'd have to present flat artwork, you know, printed yeah. out stuff. So we'd have to trim it all out, put it on mount board, put an overlay yeah, yeah, on yeah. it and everything, make it all look fancy. So, of course, this thing, you know, with scalpels going through it all day, it's it's like scarred to fuck this yeah. thing is, you know. And I've used it for like ten years. But I, I tell you, what I and find they wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me take oh, so it. Just... So I took a photograph. Yeah, yeah. And I use it as a texture in my tattoos so, now. I, you know, I, and I think it makes it more fun because it, it makes it. That makes your your tattoos are your textures. You work with stuff that you yeah. uh, manipulate for yourself. And it's, I don't know if it makes them better. It makes, you certainly makes it more fun. You can literally do it with anything so, you want. Yeah, it, it's it, absolutely it, piece of cake. So you know, like re like years ago now, right? She was. Uh, 
designing a, like a, a a logo of a Sasquatch or something. There's something to do with like cryptids and that because she does a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And she was like, oh, what can I do for a texture? And like, I've got an oak floor. And I'm like, I was like, oh, give us a pic. Send the picture over to me now. And I just like, so she sent it to my iPad and I just like took a photograph of my floor. Yeah. <laughs> I used that as a texture. But what, what I was going to say was like, what I found interesting in, in this, this last week is like, obviously like you got the first tattoo I done second one third one there's a considerable difference between the third tattoo I've done into the first yeah. one and, and also I'm just like practicing more because I feel like more people are, are coming in for it but what I found interesting is that I can design a black and grey realistic sleeve in like 10 minutes like I've been doing it for so long yeah traditional tattoos they, they, there's so many different tattoos I'm like I can design that in five minutes I can design in an hour like Try yeah. doing the it's such a different way of thinking doing um the graphic style stuff because yeah like I'm layering all these te- th- 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 this is the mad thing right I'll, I'll send you some of the pictures later because it's like it's like I'm working on a Joker one so I've just taken a design that I've already done and graphicked it up like let's call that but what I've done yeah. is like I've done like multiple layers done like that kind of like can heavy I black. can I just tell you a funny story about that you know when you just said graphicked it up a bit right. This is this is a funny client story, right? Yeah. So I was tattooing um, a piece on an English teacher. Now this is somebody that's educating our children in the language of English, right? You know, in England, right? So as far as I'm concerned, he should know his stuff. And we got to a point in the tattoo where he, like, he wanted to do something one way, and I and and I, I was saying to him, look, I don't think it will work. You can't just drop a random football badge into the middle of this tattoo. It doesn't thematically work and everything. Yeah. And this is a guy who's teaching English to kids, and when faced with that, and all of the descriptive words that you could use to describe the grunging of a design... He w- the only thing he could come up with was, I don't know, Paul, just shit it up a bit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm like, you fucking teach English, you dickhead. All of the textures that I'm using on that one specific, specifically um, is everything is from the film. So I'm taking all screenshots from the film yeah. and I'm making texture out of yeah. it. So it's like, so, but I'm at, I'm at this point now, I'm like, okay, it looks like there's too much. So I've built it. I feel like I've built this entire design up now. I've got like so many layers yeah. to end up removing a lot of it with yeah. just like white and deleting some of it. Yep. And it's just like such a different way of thinking. It's just yeah, it's been it's been quite an ins- insightful thing to do. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I think the biggest thing that uh, tattooists struggle with with it is that um, because t- most tattooists are painters or sketch artists, right? That's kind of where everybody comes from, or graffiti artists, right? And uh, in all of those instances, if you gave that artist a canvas and asked them to paint it, they will paint paint from one edge to another edge Mm. it's literally like the canvas is the entire thing if you give that same canvas to a graphic designer they'll probably paint a red circle on it and a black line and it's finished right because the white space of the canvas is as important as the positive space of the design yes so when you look at say for instance a black and gray sleeve a more traditional approach it's literally wrist to shoulder, wall to wall, black line to black line. It's just filled, 
from the one black line to the next black line, it's just full of something. You know, everything's happening. There's no bare skin anywhere. Whereas if you look at graphic tattoos particularly, because trash polka tattoos are a little bit diff different from that because they're, they're essentially just large-scale black and grey tattoos with some red on them. Yeah. But true graphic tattoos, uh, it can be like a straight line down the arm with nothing else around it. And that's where I think tattooists really struggle with it because they look at it and go... Well, that's just shit. It's just a line. Yeah, and you go. And I, 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 there's an intent, but there's an intention there. You know, it was intended to be a line. Yeah, I, yeah but you could have done so much more. Yeah, but I didn't because I didn't want to. That's yeah, what I wanted it, to that's, do. But I understand why it's difficult for painters, you know, and sketch artists to understand because you you learn that for three years at uni, but you also learn graphic design for three yeah. years, and graphic design is a completely different discipline. It's a completely different mindset. And that's why it's very difficult for a lot of tattooists to... You don't see many people getting into it. They'll do the odd, very, very generic trash polka piece, which is essentially black and grey, slap some red on it, job done. Yeah. Most people don't take it on. And I think... I also think it's why it's one of the least popular forms of tattooing amongst tattooists, because they just don't understand what I they're looking at. I think it's fun. At. And I'm like, not saying everybody's stupid or anything like that. I'm just saying... You, like, they're so unused to looking at it. Like, if you'd grown up like me looking at album covers made by Vaughan Oliver and, uh, you know, and Raygun magazine and David Carson's work and, you know, Neville Brody and, you know, The Face magazine and all that sort of stuff. I mean, that's it's all the shit I grew up looking at. To me, the fucking Sistine Chapel looks weird. Yeah, I look at it and go, it's, uh, I tell you what it's all right. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's one of the greatest artworks ever. I've just seen it a couple of weeks ago and went, "Yeah, it's all right. It's all right." I wasn't. I wasn't that impressed. I, I, I really wasn't that impressed. There was a beautiful Da Vinci about a, a mile away because you have to walk about three miles yeah. through the Vatican. That was beautiful, but the Sistine Chapel, we were like, just a painted building. Yeah, isn't it's it? okay, isn't it? Just, just a painted, just a painted building. Just, yeah, it was just. Want all that, if I'm honest. But now some people go, that's fucking heresy. You know, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But you've got to remember that I grew up reading 2000 AD comics, yeah. looking at album covers and graphic design. You know, to me, it's like you, you talk about that. It would take me longer to put together a traditional Japanese yeah. sleeve than a, than a graphic tattoo. So do, me, do you know what you know, I find really interesting? A few hours to put together a graphic piece. What, you know? what I find really interesting is like my, my, me growing up, like obviously, you know, we were into like graffiti and shit like that when I was younger, and we we used to do like a like a breakbeat night. Me and my mates, yeah, yeah. And we always used to like you know we were like we didn't have all the like the top end fucking software, so we used to make our own posters, and it, it really does kind of like that doing that stuff really takes me back to when I was younger because yeah. That's the kind of shit that we used to make. It was like... I get a lot of comments on my Instagram. Graphic, collage stuff. And like, it was, exactly quite, like that, it was yeah. quite nostalgic. And I was just like, oh, I really like yeah. this. And it's like now... I I'm literally like, had a guy comment that this week that said, looking at your artwork, I'd obviously popped up on his feed. I think he follows the tattoo show. So, you know, thanks for the message and everything. When looking at your artwork reminds me of the graph scene from the early 2000s. He wants me to get... What makes me want to get the paint cans out again. Yeah. So I said to him... <laughs> That as as I'm sure you can imagine, I, I, I just said to him, like, all the guys that I've taught 
to tattoo. They all paint. They're all writers. You know what I mean? Like they're all mm. into that scene. If you want to, if you want to get your paint cans out again, hit us up. We'll, we'll find you some legal walls. Only legal, of course. To Only paint, legal. You know. But no, but of what, course, what I, we would never what, do anything what, anything illegally. What, what I'm getting never. at is like when we used to make the posters. Even like when I was in college making my movie posters for our films it was all that kind of like i just love the whole you know making collages of things yeah, yeah and then i kind of like when you go into tattooing you get told that you know what you need to do is like the walk-ins you've got to do this 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 and this and then that that's yeah, something yeah, yeah. that's like been left in my childhood and i'm just like yeah and i just saw like obviously because this because per- more people have asked for it now and this guy i've been tattooing has had a few so i'm like i'm like oh, do you know what? i'm gonna spend a bit more effort like really put more effort into kind of thinking about not just the composition and the the shape of the design, but like yeah, yeah, what what I'm using to make the design. I th- I mean, I, I think it's fascinating. Uh, to me, I've always had a fascination with it. I think that the 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 sad thing about tattooing because it, we have to get it right. It naturally, without you really wanting it to, it will tighten you up as an artist. Like yeah. you won't draw freely. You know, like when I sketch stuff, it looks like, you know, it looks like Hess, man. I mean, the pen, I'm one of those people that when I'm sketching, the pen or pencil never leaves the canvas, you know, or yeah. the paper. Like I'm one of those people that just like draws constantly like that, you know. Um, now you couldn't do that in a tattoo, no. right? You can mimic that after the fact, but like, because we have to get it right because you don't want somebody to, you know, to wear your bad day at the office yeah. type of thing, right? And you've got all kinds of other factors where... We're, we're putting in more contrast than we need because we've got to allow for healing and we've got to put things in a little finer than we need them because we've got to allow for blurring. We need we, we have to add wider gaps yeah. because we know they're going to fill in a little bit here and there. So there's, a, there's so many things that you have to allow for that mean that actually when you're doing the tattoo, you probably, you, you know, after you've been doing it for a little while, you know you're not looking at the finished tattoo. The finished tattoo is in five years' time when it's healed and settled and it looks great then. That's when, you know, I've, I've said this a few times uh, recently, particularly on my Instagram, where it's all, to me, the test of it, the true test of it is when your tattoo's healed, that's when you know you can do the job properly. It's, it's irrelevant what it looks like on the day. Obviously, the better it looks on the day, the better it'll be. But you're not seeing, you're not seeing the tattoo. That's why I worry about people working on practice skin because practice skin doesn't go red. Yeah. And so the, you know, the, the danger is that they work far too light and they're putting, and you've got the, the pressure of um, social media. People so, forget you know, that you tattoos see a lot of young go fucking artists. red. Though, really. I, 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 people forget that tattoos go red. It's like sometimes when you do a tattoo. Well, I th- well it's, it's, it's understandable in a world where everybody's fucking manicuring their photographs to convince everybody that it isn't red and also putting tattoos in so light and so and so gently that that, that it's so it, it's just so pale that you look at a lot of younger tattooists putting their first things in and I'm like dude you'll be touching that up in a year yeah. like you're going to have to put some black into that tattoo I can't see our black value anywhere like we've said this on a few of our critiques that like yes it's black and grey but it's called black and grey, not grey and grey. Not dark grey. Yeah, not dark grey. Or not just grey. You know, do you know what I mean? There's things like that. And you've, a perfect, you've got to allow for that. But I think you know what, like, it makes you tighter. A, a perfect example of that, right? One of the shops that I used to work in, one of the artists, he's retired now, but his setup, right? When you would do black and grey tattoos, he would do, it would be black 
and then one shade of grey. It was, and I know this. It was yep. ten drops of black in a medium. No, in a, yeah, ten drops of black in a large ink cap, with the rest topped up with water, and that was his grey wash. And and that was it. You so yep. he would like flick the black out, and then he would build up his tones. Yeah, tones with that one shade of grey. But the problem you've got there is. Like I'm doing a rework on some of his some of his tattoos now, and where I'm using like black, yeah. dark, medium, and light, you can see the difference where his is all healed and settled now, and it's all just kind of looking very flat. So you've got to put that contrast. A tone or one yeah. tone, you know. Yeah, you got to put the contrast back in, and that, you know, and that again comes back to, you know, if that tattoo artist had spent a bit of time, you know, doing CPD they would take a look at grey washes and go, maybe I can use a grey wash system, maybe this would be better. Because it probably learns at a time when they go, oh yeah, you just make a grey wash. You just And this is at a time when everybody did, you know, round a black and grey piece. It was like everything was lined out like a traditional tattoo and then you have one tone of grey for shading. Yeah. Well, that's fine if you're doing that kind of 80s kind of biker-style tattoo and there's nothing wrong with that. I love but that you know, stuff. But you know where you that know. comes from, though, don't you? Prison. No, 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 no. Like that, it might, no, but not necessarily prison, but like from my experience, that comes from people that you work for being just fucking tight as fuck. So yeah, like say, for example, well. I work with somebody that would, would be at a tattoo convention and they would do amazing black and grey tattoos. It'd be like all these different tones in it. But then if you go into the studio and it's just like, you've got to get that done as quickly as possible. Black, one tone of grey, done. Boom, done. Yeah. And, and and because like sometimes, right, and it, it, it's not the same anymore because you know, people tend to care more. But like when I first started tattooing, there was a lot of people that own studios that really didn't give a fuck about the clients. It was just like, look, as long as it looks like it when you've done it, yeah. it gives a fuck kind of thing. Like, yeah. So they didn't care if it was like, OK, you could spend three hours on that getting every detail in it, getting all the tones right, getting it nice and smooth, or you can bang that out in an hour and a half and still charge the same amount. If you're interested in grey wash systems, uh, me and Chris, just because it just popped into my head, Ooh, uh, we're both currently trying out the Pitch Black from Eternal, the uh, the new grey wash system that they've got. What do you think? Uh, so far, I'm absolutely loving it. Um, it's fucking yeah, nice, isn't it? Um, it's fucking really nice, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure if I'll use the extra dark or the extra light because they've sent me all, I think it's a five bottle set, they've sent me all five bottles. I don't know if... Moving forward, I'll just use dark, medium, and light. But for the purpose of testing, we're doing a bit of testing and filming so that we can, you know, we can bring you a, a you know, a review of it uh, and let you know what we think. But yeah, it's um, it's nice. It's it's yeah, it's really nice. It's not messy. It beads up on the skin, nice, you know, like so you can you can build up pools of it and work into it. Uh, and I'm I'm really digging it so far, you know, and it's. Uh, Working really good. It's working you really good. It, it's, uh, they just need to make any bigger bottles. I, I said that to him. I was like, you've got any bigger bottles? Because like, these bottles are, uh, are too small. Oh, I, like the I like little the little bottles. I don't buy big do bottles of ink of, anymore. I, I buy big bottles of, of white green. because we share it throughout the studio. You know what I mean? Everybody uses the white occasionally. I very rarely use white because it might... That's the other thing. Like, I never use white highlights in graphic tattoos 
because it no. makes it look really cartoony. So I use uh, really, really pale colours. That's why when people yeah. come in and look in my ink cabinet, they're like, what the fuck are all these pastel colours? Like, you don't look like a pastel guy. I'm like, yeah, that's all the highlights. You know, like pale yellows and pale pinks. Like the yeah, Halo yeah. set from Eternal is fucking great, man. It's a fucking oh, awesome I bought, set. I, I, I say I bought that. I, <laughs> I didn't buy that. I had that. <laughs> I had that. Yeah, it's come to day. So... <laughs> It's a fucking great, that's a great set of inks, that is, you know. Um, I think I had the zombie set turn up today, which will be, uh, that'll be fun to get back to that. See if the, you know, I'm, I'm looking out for that one, but it's in a great big box of yeah. shit that's um, sitting in my booth because uh, some of it's got to go elsewhere, mm. you know, it's going, so it's going to the office, some of it's going to the studio, so... I, Fuck, man, it's just all, like, you know, when you try and move stuff around, like, it just creates havoc in your life, Thank, but there you go, it yeah. is what it is, you know, it'll be it'll be over soon, I'll be in a new space. What we can do is take this moment to, uh, you know, this is going to be, I don't say it's going to be one, it's, it's going to be one of the last videos, I think I'll probably, I'll probably still be doing this for about another four weeks, so we got, we're in the countdown to saying goodbye to the, uh, the window. The lamp will be coming with me, though, so you ain't got to worry about the lamp. The lamp's going to be in the background. You have to ever, uh, you know. do what that potato jet does, uh, a fucking sideway mount uh, TV to your wall to make it look like... I've got, I'm going to have a nice... Um, there will be daylight in there. It just won't be right behind me. It's going to be... Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I've got, a, I've got a couple of double doors and everything, so there will be light nice. getting cast through. So that will be nice. It'll be like, you know, we'll do some stuff to make interesting shadows and all that sort of stuff, all the shit the filmmakers yeah, do yeah. that you don't care about. And I don't blame you if you don't because it's a fucking rabbit hole. You don't need to fall down. But um, if you do, then fall down it and jump in with both feet because that is continual professional development. You Best know? thing you can do. Best thing you can do. And on the other side of that, um, as well as your professional development, um, you should always consider your own personal development as a human being. Um, and just before we go, uh, like we're both me and Chris are big, big advocates of, of talking to people. You know, it's, uh, it's helped both of us out. Yes. Um, you know, over, you know, during difficult, very difficult parts of our lives. Uh, and when you're facing something like that, I, I think I was always one of those people that thought, Therapy was only if, you know, I, I, I'd got some kind of uh, diagnosed mental condition that I then had to go and speak to somebody about. But actually, um, having done stuff like that and sitting down with professionals and chatting, it's actually a really, really, um, it's a really useful thing to do. Really, really useful thing to do. And so um, you shouldn't feel like you're being weak and a loser or anything like that you're not wolverine you're allowed to be you know because i'm talking particularly to the guys now because we don't like this sort of thing you know um but, but I, honestly i can honestly say this is one of the best things i've done you know and uh, and i know chris agrees yeah have you got anything to add to the um the personal development side of things you know with the talking to people because i know this you know, I mean, I don't want to get into it because it's Chris's personal life, but I know this has affected people very, very close to you um, in the early part of this year. So, you know, this is something that's very close to your heart. You know, this idea that, like, you should speak to people before it gets so bad that you can't cope oh, anymore. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, 100%. If you, if you feel your shit, like, you know, we, we make a joke on the channel all the time about stuff, but it's always good to, you know, take personal time and take, take time for yourself to just 
if you're feeling down and you think you think you need to speak to somebody, if, well, to be honest with you, if you're thinking that you need to speak to somebody, then you need to speak to somebody. And rather than kind of like mulling it over, just jump in and just do it. Yeah, just do it, get it done. It's one of the best, like I've done it before. One of the best things I've done is speak to somebody about issues. Uh, definitely and- for me, one of the best the best things I've done, you know, I mean, in my, in my 20s, I was the archetypal angry young man. Yeah. You know, therapy helped me. Uh, be the wise old Gandalf that sits in front of you now, you know, and I feel like I'm a, a better human being for it and a better dad and a better husband, you know, so. Oh, 100%. And so with that, guys, that was uh, a conversation, I think mostly about uh, CPD uh, and how it's important to keep your skills up to date. That's what yeah. you need to do. Make sure you stay on top of the skill set. Just because you've learnt your skills and you can now do something doesn't mean you shouldn't be looking at it occasionally as if you're a novice all over again. Yeah. You know, it's always a good thing. And I think the other I thing would, that's cool I, I about would add that, to that as well. Go on. I, I was saying, I, w- I would add to that as well. Like, don't be afraid to learn new skills. No, no, new skills are good. But what I was going to say is that learn it, like relearning your job, even when you can do it, um, I always think whenever I do that, I come back to it with a new sense of purpose for that. Yeah. It makes me look at you know, every sort of few years, you know, because I do this with the artwork. I just don't do it with the products. I'm going to start doing it with products as well. But I'll revisit the artwork and go, okay, well, I did that for five years, uh, but I've amassed a bunch of other skills now. Are any of these skills transferable into, you know, the next five years of my design? I think if you look through, you know, if you look from my earliest work to the latest work, I think think you can see a development in, in ability and you know, how to do graphic tattooing type of thing, yeah. which is my chosen genre. Chosen genre. But I think for anybody, it's always it's always worth doing. And so with that, uh, this has been That Tattoo Show. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, Sunday morning rambly. It's not been too ranty, this one. No, it's been I feel calm. like we've had a couple of ranty ones. And I think this one's a, been more of a Sunday morning kind of conversation. But your coffee will be cold by now. Yeah, I've been Paul. And I've been Chris. And this has been That Tattoo Show. Don't forget to like, subscribe and comment. We're not going to put the graphic on screen anymore because I think it's rubbish. Yeah. So uh, we're just going to ask you to do that. Think of it like buying us a coffee. Yeah. uh, Instead. And it's free. It doesn't cost anything. You just click the thumbs up button and it helps us get loads of free stuff to compare for you so that you don't have to pay for it. You know, and we try and pay it forward wherever we can. And with that, tell the lawyer, tell the judge, tell the priest, uh, tell yourself to continually professionally develop. <laughs> and with that, I'll see you next week. We'll see you next yeah, week. He'll see you next yeah. week. I'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Easy. Ciao. Ooh.